tour all night is supported by listeners like you. To find out how you can help, head over to patreon.com slash songsoftoryamos. There you'll see what exciting rewards we're offering for your support. Once again, that's patreon.com slash songsoftoryamos to help us continue to make high-quality and tourytainment for you. Everybody. The European 2023 tour is just around the corner and we want to talk about it. Tori's added some exciting new cities to the mix and just for fun, she shuffled the order of the old cities. So now we got to replan, regroup, and yes, re-record. It's a brand new year, a brand new season, and a brand new era of tour all night. From ocean to ocean to ocean to ocean too, we're your guide to everything tour. This episode is an edited version of a conversation that I had in 2021 about the 2022 tour with Eleonore Posterino. It's one of my favorite conversations in the whole series. She's such a delight. And reworking it for the updated series has brought a smile to my face. Thank you so much, Eleonore, for doing this. I've learned a little French since we recorded this. Not too much. I've been really bad with my French lessons, but I'm going to try. Oh, dear God, help me. Oh, no, that's good. That's good. I'm so excited. That's why. Oh, you are? Okay, good. That's really good. Yeah. Um, the tour never ends, and we're on our way to Paris, and we have as our tour guide today, Eleonore Posterino, born and raised in Paris. Hi, Eleonore. How are you? Hi. I'm fine. Thank you. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much for doing this. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> Let us get to know you. Tell us how you discovered Tori, her music, how many shows you've seen, things like that. What's your Tori story? Um, I think I started listening to her in 2014, so I was 16 at the time, and I really loved uh, Little Earthquakes, but I didn't really dig into her music apart from this album. It was not only until the end of 2019 that I really like felt I, I had to listen to more of her albums, because I don't know, I, I, I played the piano and I thought, okay, maybe it's worth trying again, and so I explored every album she made chronologically mm-hmm. and I got obsessed with Boys for Pele. Oh. Yeah, I don't know why, but I just, I heard this album and I was like, okay, this is another level. Mm-hmm. So I've been obsessed since and it's going to be the first time I'm seeing her live. I've never seen her live before. Really? Yeah, so that's why. I mean, I was 16, I listened only to Letter Earthquakes and but I was not into it enough to go to her, one of her shows so it's going to be the, the first time for me. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. This is really special experience. I had no idea. Okay, so what's your signature song? What song is your favorite song? Oh, it's so hard to choose one song, but I, I think I really love Spark. Oh, Spark, so good. And Hey, Jupiter. Mm. And also, I Can See New York is one of my favorites, too. Did you see the uh, yesterday, when we're recording this, yesterday she did a chat with Noah Michelson where she talked about, yes. yes, you saw that? Yes. Yeah. I was very moved when she read uh, the text that inspired uh, the song. It was so cool. Yeah, like, yeah, it was beautiful, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, poetry. This is <laughs> wild. I had no idea you've never seen her before. No. So you explored all of the albums chronologically. Is there anything that you haven't heard that you, or like any questions you have that we can answer for you? <laughs> I think I've been so stuck on Boys for Pele and... Mm albums until I think I've listened to a lot of albums until like what she did in 2005 and I don't know much about like the more recent albums except for Ocean to Ocean yeah 
it just went out and I was so happy to hear new material from her uh-huh. so I don't know I don't know what I could ask because I feel like there are so many albums and so many <sighs> songs and everything seems to be good I mean it seems like she, she put her heart in every music she's made so I'm still quite intimidated by everything that she's done that's interesting because here's the thing is like, yeah, we've counted. There's 385 songs like that have been officially released. So that's a lot. Wow. She's very prolific and she has absolutely put like so much into everything. I think the yeah. best way to explore it is chronologically, like just to see the journey. So, oh my mm-hmm. God, I'm so in this with you. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> I'm still not done. I mean, I've listened to every album, I think, mm-hmm. but there are some albums I've only listened to once and I think I, I need to like mm-hmm. listen to them again. But every time I'm listening, to a new album I got stuck on the song and then I can't move to another one and then coming back to another album and just listen to so it's but I think by the time that she's touring I, I will have listened to everything I well, well, here's the thing, too, is that, like, she always does her B-sides, and there's, like, just so much. Mm-hmm. There's so much. Yes. God. Yeah, and that's what I do. When I listen to an album, I listen to the B-sides as well, and then, ah. Uh. Uh, I envy you. I wish I was on this journey with you. This is amazing. Now, what do you think of Ocean to Ocean? I think it's really good. Yeah. I really love it. It's great. Yes. Oh. It's very good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, to be 16 again and discovering Boys for Pele. Like, that was me. And it, it just hits so hard. It's like, oh my God, she gets me. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I remember buying the CD when I was 16 because, I mean, I wouldn't admit that I loved her. I don't know why. At the time, I thought it was too different from what I, I usually listen to. And I bought the CD nonetheless. And I remember being so puzzled by the mushrooms on the back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what is that? <laughs> so every time I, I see the CD in, in my collection, I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. I was 16. <laughs> yeah, how naive, how young. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're here to talk about Paris, which I can't believe is going to be your first time seeing her. Are you doing yeah. any other shows besides Paris? I think I'm doing Lyon, which is just before. So okay, great. Technically, great. Paris will be my second show, great. I think. So you're doing the France shows. Yes. The Paris show is on Monday, February 28th, 2022. The day before is a day off, and the day after is a day off. Hello. The concert's actually taking place on Thursday, April 20th, 2023. The day before is Frankfurt am Main, and the day after is still a day off. But I am loving this conversation. Keep going, us. The venue is L'Olympia. Am I saying that right? Yes, perfect. Thank you. And the address is 26 Boulevard de Capucine. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. You're here to help us understand France. Now, in my entire life, in Mm -hmm. my entire life, I never expected to go to France. Um, I would have expe- I would have put a dart in every other country in Europe. France would have been mm-hmm. the very last one I would have selected. Like, I'm thrilled that I get to go. Like, I never in a million years would have thought I was going to France. So you have to help us. You have to help sure. us. Tell us about Paris in general, what the vibes of the town are really from a local, and three things that you love about your town. Okay, so Paris is the capital city of France. And I grew up here, so it's really my favorite city in the world. But I mean, it's because I have all my friends and family here. So it might seem overcrowded at times, mainly because of all the tourism. But when you get to know the real places where Parisians go, it's really a nice city, I think. And especially because there's always something to do, a place to discover new streets or architecture to explore. And I love the fact that so many cultures coexist here. So I think the vibes are amazing, really. Mm-hmm. 
Do you live in the heart of Paris? Yes, I, I grew up in the 17th uh, arrondissement. Okay. It's not the heart, but it's inside Paris. And I think the best thing is just walking in the city mm. and along the Seine. It's really beautiful. Mm. Going to museums, restaurants, going to see a theater spectacle or things like that. Mm -hmm. Like really the cultural life is, is amazing. Yes. Tell us please what the gay scene is like. Is there a gay scene? I'm sure there's a gay scene. Yes, there is one. I think it's very lively. I'm not an expert myself, but I, I dig into it for, for the podcast. Mm -hmm. so, oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I have friends and, and, and all, a lot of people in my surroundings are in the gay scene, so it's, it's normal and fine. But um, I think, yeah, it's very cool because it's the capital city, so it's more open-minded open than the rest of, of the country, mm -hmm. like always. Mm -hmm. I think it's cool when you just are in the city and no one pays attention to like a couple being together it's, it feels just natural here yeah so, oh great yeah are there any good gay bars that you know of that we should make sure to visit yes uh there is a great queer and gay uh district in uh, paris called le marais okay which uh, literally means the swamp <laughs> because <laughs> it, it, it used to be a swamp and it was a very poor neighborhood but it got like fancier uh, over time and it's very known for all the gay bars, and especially in the street called Rue des Archives. Okay. It's really cool. It's very lively. <laughs> but um, my very own favorite place uh, is in Pigalle, and it's called Madame Arthur. Okay. It's a cabaret show in a beautiful end of uh, the 19th century hall. It's huh. very beautiful. Oh, and there are... There are very, very good musicians, especially the pianists, and they play French songs or they like sort of Frenchify international songs, and it's a fantastic experience. So oh, I that's think amazing. that's a great thing to do, and it's at the foothills of Montmartre, which is another very beautiful district. Mm. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. We'll, of course, link to all of these things in our show notes, com, so you can find all of these things to do. The official currency is the euro, and what's the tipping culture like? Uh, there's no really uh, tipping culture here. Uh, you can just tip if you feel like doing it. There's no obligation. Okay. You can do it when you are really happy with the service. And it's always very appreciated to leave some tips, Okay. obviously. But <laughs> you can just leave like one, two or three euros depending on how much you spent, I'd mm. say. Because like, for example, if you have to pay 20 euros for whatever you ate, uh, you can give one euro tip, it would be completely fine. Oh, but wow. if you go to a very fancy restaurant or luxury one and you pay like 100 euros, it will seem a bit ridiculous to just give like one euro. So you would have to give more like yeah. four or five euro. Okay, yeah. great, great. But no obligation. None. And is everyone smoking? Just like I imagine everybody in the streets of Paris and in the, in the little <laughs> cafe is just smoking, smoking, smoking. Actually, yes and no. Like, yes, I guess there are a lot of people smoking, but the regulations are very strict here. So you can always go in the cafe and be in non-smokers areas, mm. which is very cool. So usually the inside is non-smoking and the outside, like, people smoke. Oh, yes. interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I have this image, this, like, Parisian image of just, like, long, thin cigarettes and people, like, living their best life. Yeah, eating delicious breads and oil. <laughs> yes, uh, it's, it's totally true. I mean, every cliche is sort of true at some point. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I can't say enough, I cannot say enough praise about your 
Wii SNCF app. Like this app, oh. this train, like I'm telling you that when we were booking all of our travel, this was the first time when we were booking our first train to Lyon, this was the first app that we used or the first website that we found that was just so easy to use, convenient. And then we downloaded the app and our tickets were just right there. So yeah, we wow. love we SNCF. Is the train going to be amazing? That's quite surprising because like maybe it's because we're French, but we always complain about the SNCF. <laughs> because... <laughs> but it's very interesting to have an, a point of view from someone who's not actually from France because I think we are quite lucky and we don't always realize it so <laughs> I mean I'm excited because we're taking two trips on the SNCF we're doing Milan to Lyon and then Lyon to Paris so mm -hmm. I'm optimistic I think that'll be amazing it should be <laughs> okay good Talk to us about the venue, L'Olympia. Tell us all about it. What's the surrounding area? What's the venue like? It's a very legendary venue. I mean, it's where the Beatles played <gasps> and every big band. Yeah, I think they played for like 24 days in a row in 1964. What? I think. Yeah. So it's very legendary and it's where like all the big classic, not classic, but like pop classical artists go. Mm -hmm. And it's the perfect size. It's just very beautiful the neighborhood is nice too it's in the center of paris in a neighborhood called les grands boulevards uh -huh. because it's big it's an area where there are a lot of big boulevards uh -huh. okay great <laughs> like, and it's full of bars and people going to restaurants after work it's very lively and i think it's it's a great neighborhood she usually plays at a venue called le grand rex oh yeah yeah what's the difference between the two venues Uh, Le Grand Rex is also a cinema. It's not only like a concert hall. I think it's smaller. It, it's in the same kind of uh, neighborhood. It's actually, I think it's only like 15 minutes walk away from one another. So She's also played a place called La Pal Palais des Congrès. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So for people who usually see her in Paris who are expecting those kind of venues, is this a bigger or smaller venue? I think it's bigger than uh, Le Grand Rex and smaller than uh, Le Palais des Congrès, okay. I think. So it's like in the middle. Okay, I'm excited to see the show. She always turns out a really good show in Paris. The last time she was there, let's just read the set list. From September 11th, 2017, this is the set list. And stop me if there's a song you don't know. I need to know. Like, if this were your show, <laughs> if this were your show, I would want to know where she played something you didn't know. Okay. She opened with IIE, <laughs> then did Silent All These Years, Caudalite Sneeze, Josephine, Northern Lad, ATN into Nights in White Satin, which was a, a Moody Blues cover, Crucify. Then there was the Fake Muse Network, and she did a Carly Simon song, Boys in the Trees, and Led Zeppelin's Thank You. And then part two of the show was Reindeer King, Breakaway. Curtain Call, Bliss, and Blood Roses. The encore was Flavor and a Sort of Fairy Tale. Wow. Would you have known everything? Yes, okay. I would have known everything. <laughs> okay, good. Even ATN? Um, I think I've only listened to it once. Okay. Yeah. We love Why Can't Tori Read. <laughs> We love it. Yeah. The venue's going to be sort of in the midsize. What's the surrounding area like? It's great. There are a lot of restaurants and things to do right after or right before the show. It's very accessible with all the metros, and I wouldn't say it's somewhere people would go out, like Parisians wouldn't go there in the weekend, but during the week, it's great for after work, uh, relaxing after your day of work. Are there hotels nearby the venue? I mean, the hotel we're staying at said on kayak that it was 0.00 miles away. <laughs> the hotel Whoa. said, yeah, is it really like that close? Like, what's the district? 
Yeah, it's full of hotels in this district, especially because, as I mentioned before, it's it's really the center of Paris and it's close to the Opera House, which is a very popular place. So there are a lot of hotels and you can just walk to go there. Okay, I love everything that's so walkable, you're saying. Yeah. As far as like the internal public transportation, like the buses and the metro in the city, is that good? Are we going to have to take Uber's lifts or we just are expected to walk everywhere? It depends on what you plan to do. But I would say metro is like very, very useful. Okay. And you can just go everywhere within the city with the metro. Okay. Oh, it's a very good system. It really works and you can never really get lost in the city because there's always a metro station nearby. So that's very cool. And the only thing is that during the week, the last trains run at half past midnight. Half past midnight? Yes. So we'll just have to start early. <laughs> Yeah, I think usually the shows end at like 11.30 because it's the city, it's in the city, so there are like regulations for shows not to end too late. Got it. I think. Is Uber and Lyft an option? Yes. Yeah. Yes, of course. Yeah. yeah. Here they are allowed because there has been regulations for uh, people to be paid enough. <laughs> okay, good. Oh, well, that's good. But there, there were a lot of taxi strikes and all because it was whole, a whole mess when Uber arrived on the market. Mm -hmm. But now it's fine and it's working well. Okay, and, good. oh, yeah, I have one advice uh, as well for taxis. Yes. Um, here you don't wave at them like people oh. do in New York. Because sometimes I see Americans waving at taxis and they just don't stop because that's not how it works here. Uh -huh. So you have to find taxi stations and you go inside the taxi when they are uh, stopping, you know. It's not like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> so you go to a taxi stand. Yes, oh, that's Oh, that's good to know because I would have been the fool waving. Like, why isn't anyone stopping for yeah. me? <laughs> I, I thought of it yesterday and I was like, hmm, maybe I should tell them not to wave. Yeah, because <laughs> thank no you. No one's going to stop to take you if, you, if you're waving, I think. Yeah, I bet, I, I bet that's considered rude too. Like, don't wave at me. Yeah, yeah. I think they no, they would not appreciate it. Okay, good. <laughs> Do not wave people. If you need a cab, go to the taxi stand. That's what they're for. Yeah. Here's the thing is like, you know, in New York City or in LA, when you need a cab, like you just kind of hail the cab. That's so funny. And I see people hailing the bus too. Like people will be <laughs> at a bus stop and the bus is like coming. They'll like wave at the bus just to make sure that the bus knows mm -hmm. that they're there. Oh. That yeah. we do. We do that. Oh, you do do that. Okay, <laughs> good. Yes, and the buses sometimes stop for like one people who's, who's, who's running to get the bus because the next one is in like five minutes, so the driver would stop. Oh, but he... not taxis. Oh, I yeah. don't know why. No. <laughs> good to know. So do wave at buses, don't wave at the cabs. Yes. All right, so we've arrived by train to Paris. We've stopped. We've checked into our ridiculous hotel. We've walked to the taxi stand, and we've gotten in a cab. Where are we going? What are we doing? Okay. I think it depends on what you feel like doing. Mm -hmm. If you want to do like classical touristic things, which is fine because there are a lot of things to do, I would say you should go to the Louvre Museum. Okay. Because, well, Mona Lisa. Yeah. And it's like the biggest museum in the world, I think. Yeah, I think so. And it's nearby the Jardin des Tuileries, which is a very beautiful garden as well. Mm -hmm. And... On Sunday, you will see families with children having fun in the park. It's very cute. So I would say this. Another very touristic thing to do that is also very cool is going to the Sacré-Cœur in Montmartre because you have a nice view on the city. It's on the hill and it looks like a little village. I mean, that's what it was. It used to be a village 
and it's very cute, very oh, cute. Great. And then seeing the Tour Eiffel, the Eiffel Tower, uh-huh. of course, because it's near the Seine and it's very beautiful. I mean, it's very impressive to see this and to know that it's been here for more than 100 years and it's very, very cool. As you know, someone not from France, when we go to the Eiffel Tower, because we have to, we absolutely have to, would you advise climbing? It's like 30, I'm looking at it, it says admission tickets are $37. Would you advise climbing to the mm-hmm. second level or just staying outside and taking the, like, the classic photo of it? It's really up to you because there is a nice view from the Eiffel Tower mm-hmm. on Paris, but obviously you wouldn't, you would not see the Eiffel Tower from it oh yeah but, uh, <laughs> so you could say it's Paris but it wouldn't have like the Eiffel Tower on the picture yeah but um, it depends also on the weather I mean if it's raining I would not recommend to to climb because it's going to be even colder up there and oh. I mean if it's cloudy and there's no view and, and it's raining and it's cold no but if the weather is nice it could be a good idea apart from that just taking a picture from from the bottom is fine yeah (laughs) would you um (laughs) so if we wanted to go up on the eiffel tower would you recommend booking in advance or how soon do we need to do that i think yeah it would be better to book in advance because a lot of things have changed uh since the terrorist attacks it's not as free as before like and when i was smaller we could just walk uh under the tour eiffel and it was chill before that and now they've They've put a whole glass thing all around the Eiffel Tower, oh. and you have like security checks, oh, and no. it's. Well, I think it's almost mandatory to to book. Okay, yeah. so if you want to do that, book in advance. What about the Arc de Triomphe? Oh, it's beautiful. I think it's not my favorite part of Paris, but it's definitely something you have to see, especially because it's very near the Champs Elysees. Uh-huh. where you have all the luxury shops like Louis Vuitton, Dior, uh, Yves Saint Laurent, and La Durée for uh, the macaron, uh-huh. which is a little cake, very, very good. Uh-huh. If you want to see like what shopping in Paris might look like for rich people, yes, go near. <laughs> I'd love to see how the rich live. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not necessarily where rich people live because it's very, like full of only shops I would mm. say so it's not like where you're going to meet Parisian people we don't really go there except for like if oh. we want to buy a Chanel bag but yeah. that's not what we do every day <laughs> Fair. <laughs> so but I think it's important still because it has a nice um, the angle of the street is like very straight and you have a nice view up to La Défense which oh. is like our Wall Street area sort of so it's beautiful, a nice perspective. So you've talked about, what were the gardens that you said we had to go to? The Jardin des Tuileries. Yeah, so she sings about that, right? Isn't that Josephine, the Tuileries? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So you have to yeah. go, people. We have, like, that is on the tour. Oh, we should make a Tory map of, like, places you have to go Tory-inspired. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> And that's free. It says during that 360, you can see the Louvre, the Eiffel Tower, the Ferris wheel, and the beautiful garden. So what is the Ferris wheel? Um, I've never done that, actually. But yes, there is one in, in the Tuileries, and I think you have a nice view from there. Mm-hmm. It looks very large. It looks very massive. And the gardens look amazing. Yes, um, yes. I mean, you must have a great view on the gardens. It, it's a French-style garden, which means it's a lot of um, geometrical shapes. Oh, great. So from above, it must look very good. Right. But I've never done that. <laughs> so we've gone by train two hours and we're laughing at the people 
taking their cars. We've taken the metro to the Eiffel Tower. We've seen the Louvre, mm-hmm. and we've walked around the Jardin de Tuileries. Yeah. Now we're so hungry. Where do we eat? <laughs> um, I mean, you can eat anywhere because there are restaurants absolutely everywhere, and you have all styles of cuisine. So depends on what you want to eat. But um, my recommendations would be maybe trying French food. Okay. And there is an address. Actually, it's two restaurants, and it's called Bouillon Chartier. It's not very expensive French food, and you can have a menu like with a starter, main dish, and a dessert for like 25 euros, which is not very expensive for here. Amazing. And so there is one in the Grand Boulevard area, so near the Olympia. And another in Montparnasse, which is a very nice neighborhood as well. Or if you want something more like fancy, Instagram-friendly style <laughs> restaurants, <laughs> there are very popular Italian restaurants in Paris. And it's from a group called Big Mama. So there are like six or seven restaurants from that group. But it's very good pizzas and pastas. It's very cool. Mm. And my favorite is probably Pink Mama. Which pink is mama? also pink mama, yes. Right. <laughs> which is also uh, in the ninth arrondissement, so close to uh, the Olympia. And if you love Japanese food, oh. there is uh, the district of the pyramids, which is near the Louvre, uh-huh. and it's fantastic because there are like I don't know twenty to thirty Japanese or Asian restaurants. Mm. And my favorite is called Sakuro. It's very good. Wait, so I'm looking at this restaurant, the Pink Mama, and it looks gorgeous. This is exactly what I would imagine a French restaurant to be. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's got. It, when, if you sit inside, you're surrounded by windows. You can see some beautiful yes. architecture. You have beautiful like plants on the ceiling. There's like hanging chandeliers. This is exactly what I imagined, and I want this experience. And the food looks. <laughs> the pizza looks amazing. First of all, yeah, it's so good. It's very good, and it's very like. I think I went there when it started about like six years ago, and now it's huge in Paris. Mm. But it, I still, I still love it. It's, it's very cool. It's got almost five stars out of two thousand reviews on TripAdvisor, and there's all, there's two thousand pictures, so it's very Instagrammable. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So if I were to ask for a pizza without any cheese, would I be seen as a weirdo? No. No. Okay. I mean, <laughs> probably you will get some judgment. Okay. But... <laughs> They would still cook it for you. <laughs> okay, good. So we've eaten at Pink Mama. Now we want to have a drink nearby. Where would we go? What's your, like your nearby recommendation? I think for coffees, it's everywhere. So you can just stop by in any street and go to the nearest cafe. Maybe just check if they have good reviews if you want to be reassured. But mm-hmm. otherwise, I didn't look for um, something close to Pink Mama, but I have a lot of uh, coffee shops recommendations. Okay. If you want something with food, at least, uh, uh, as well, because we, I mean, when we say a cafe in Paris, it means like only a place where you would drink like uh, a coffee or a tea or maybe a lemonade or <gasps> even a beer. And it's not somewhere where you would usually eat because in cafes you drink. If you want to eat as well, it would be called a bistro, a bistro. where you can also eat okay. French food, like French fries with meat or things like that. Oh. There are also coffee shops, which are, I think, more inspired by American way of drinking with a lot of like cakes, with, um, <laughs> yeah, with French uh, toast, uh, pain perdu, or uh, 
muffins, things like that. Excellent. So I'm looking through all these pictures and I'm finally seeing this aerial shot of the Jardin de Tuileries and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's huge. It's massive. And like you said, geometric shapes, there's like this fountain in the middle. It looks amazing. It looks really great. But what I want to yeah. know is what is French food? Like what is French food? What is the most French thing that we can eat that we would never have here? And what's the secret? Mm, I would say if you eat meat, French food is very good because we make a sauce which is um, dips, I think. Uh-huh. It's like when you when you cook the meat, sometimes very like a, a juice yeah. coming out of the yeah. And French cuisine is very good at this, cooking the meat for several hours, and it tastes amazing because it's cooked with wine, carrots. So I would say bœuf bourguignon, oh. which is like beef bourguignon and. Bourgogne is a region in France where they make wine. And uh-huh. I think that's why it's, it's called this way, because it's beef with wine and it's cooked for like 10 hours with a very good um, mm. dip. And also French fries, <laughs> probably. <laughs> Uh, I'm very excited to try all of this stuff. You know, it's a rare luxury to be in one spot on tour for more than two days. Like, we're going to be there for two and a half days, all said and done. It feels like (laughs) forever. If you were charged with picking one restaurant where everyone could go right before the show, like a pre-show dinner, is there anything that, Mm -hmm. like, accommodates, like, 20, 30 people? Is that normal? or? yeah. Bouillon Chartier is good for that. You can have a huge table, and they are very fast with the service because it's a... the spirit of the restaurant because it's in the quartier of the Grand Boulevard and it's where people used to go see Theater Boulevard, that's uh, what it's called. And right. so they, w- they would eat before the show and like with all their friends and then go to the theater. So mm. I think it's kind of, they kept the spirit that stays from the 19th century, I believe. So I would say it's good and it's like 15 minutes away walking from the Olympia. So let's plan to do that, people. Now, here's the thing is that I've been brushing up on my German for the last month and Mm -hmm. a half, like really on Duolingo. I've been practicing my German, but I haven't practiced French at all. And that it's it's, it's such an intimidating language for me because I can't. It's beautiful, first of all. And I just don't believe that I have what it takes to like make it as beautiful as it deserves to be. So maybe that's part of why I haven't learned it. But also like it's hard for me to hear the letters. (laughs) It's so musical. Mm -hmm. It's just so beautiful. So, oh, really? You find it musical? Yeah, you don't? No, I think English is musical because French is like, it's beautiful, okay? I like it, but it's very flat. Uh-huh. When we say something, it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Whereas when you speak English, it's like, no, 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 you know? I, <laughs> I've heard that before, too. I, I've heard that we're too yeah. much, like we just go, we're too flamboyant with our language. <laughs> Actually, that's why I think pe- people in France are usually very bad at speaking other languages, especially English. But it's just because we are so used to having a very flat language. So we don't, we feel like we overdo it when we speak English and we have to do like the little waves in in, in the language. So. Yeah. Well, you're doing an amazing job, first of all. I, yeah. You're doing an amazing <laughs> Thank job. You. Yeah. It's not flat at all. I feel French is so musical just because, I don't know, it just sounds so, it just makes me feel so luxurious. I wish I could learn mm-hmm. French. Do you know any other languages besides French and English? Uh, I speak German as well, a bit of German. I've forgotten a lot of it, but I think my favorite languages are just French and English, which Mm. is enough for me. (laughs) Perfect, yeah. You lived in Vienna for a year. How was that experience? It was great. And I was there as a Erasmus student. Uh I really loved Vienna. I really loved it, but 
I missed Paris oh. <laughs> because I think France is quite cool because it's in between like the Mediterranean culture and the Eastern Europe culture. It's like a mix of a lot of different things. So I think people in Vienna were a bit too cold for me. Like no one would come up to me and talk to me and I was like in class and no one would talk to me and I was like, okay. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, I didn't make friends with any of the Austrian people. I've made friends with like people from Australia, Germany, but not people from Austria, which was quite sad. Oh, that's sad. Mm. What's one, yeah. if you had to retroactively take us back to Austria, where would, in Vienna, what's one thing we have to do in Vienna? I think going to the Leopold Museum, because if you love modern art like Schiele, it's amazing. It's very beautiful. And as well, like having a walk around the Ringstrasse, which is the big road that the very city center is inside that big ring. And it's it, very beautiful. It's literally Ring Street and it goes around all of the attractions. If you want to hear more about that, you can go back to our Vienna episode where, or our Sankt Pulten episode, technically, where Tanya talked about the Leopold too. She said we have to go to that. So I guess we're going to do that. <laughs> we must. Yeah. Double endorsed. <laughs> Any final warnings about Paris? Anything we absolutely must know? Generally speaking... I would say the city is pretty safe, especially if you stay inside mm -hmm. the city. And But I don't see why you would go to the suburbs. So if I have one advice, though, it would be to always keep an eye on your belongings, mm -hmm. especially in public transportation. There are a lot of pickpockets. Oh, interesting. And okay. It never happened to me because maybe because of my... Parisian resting beach face. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> Is that wait? What's the phrase for resting beach face in French? Oh, actually, we do say resting beach oh, face. Oh, you do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, I would say maybe blasé. <laughs> yeah. I love it. <laughs> so I know how to look blasé. Uh huh. But um, I know pickpockets are a real thing, so be careful, especially with your smartphones. Mm. Always keep an eye. At like people around you and always about public transportation I think if your train is overcrowded like when you're waiting for it do not hesitate to take the next train got it because there are trains every two to three minutes and sometimes the next train is like less packed so Great. if you're not in a hurry it's just better to wait for another train and not being close to every people because Sometimes that's when you got your iPhone stole. Be aware, people. Honestly, like as a loud American, I feel like you can be a target. Especially any traveler yes. anywhere into another location is always somewhat of a target. It's easier to target someone who's traveling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just be safe. Be aware. <laughs> Thank you so much to Eleanor Posterino for being our tour guide for Paris. I can't wait. Will you talk on our after show in Paris? Yes. Okay, great. Sure. Okay, great. We'll check in with you then. Please tell mm -hmm. people where they can find you online if they wanted to follow your adventures. Yes. Um, my account is Cordelia Music, where I share some of my covers and hopefully by 2022, some of my own. Tori Amos covers? Yeah, I, I've already done one, but I think now I'm, re I'm ready to share my own songs. Oh, great. And, yeah. What's your cover? Uh, I made a Hey Jupiter cover oh. for the 20th anniversary, but like not the full song, but... I just had to do it. Mm. Can we play that on the show right here? <laughs> sure. Okay, great. If you like it, yeah, I can send you the file. Yes, please. <laughs> and with that, this is Eleanor Posterino's cover of Hey Jupiter. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>
Is it me and me and this little masochist? She's ready to confess all the things that I never thought that she could feel. Hey, Jupiter, nothing's been the same. So are you gay? Are you blue? Thought we both could use a friend to run to. Sometimes I breathe you in And I know you know And sometimes you take a swim Found you writing on my wall If my heart's soaking wet Boy, your boots can leave a mess Hey Jupiter Ooh. 
for me to take your word. I have to steal it. Who's is a production of the Sideways Society. For more information or links to things mentioned on the show, please visit us online at songsoftoriamus.com.